Hey, hey everyone, welcome and welcome to another episode, another delightful episode of the Daddy Issues podcast. Thanks for being here. Great to have you here. If you're a regular listener, welcome. Uh, welcome back, I mean, if you're a new listener, then where the fuck have you been, mate? But hey, you're here now. That's all that matters. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining the party, me and Daddy, slapping it up, ripping it up. And obviously, uh, we have regular, well, not regular, we've had, we've had two episodes with guests, but you know, some guests irregularly i suppose so what happens if you don't know is we're gonna do an episode with my dad or the guests uh today's with my with my dad with the big man and we talk about my daddy issues and we often talk about other topics that are playing on our mind as well basically me and my dad don't really talk and this is the only opportunity we have to talk because we have to do it every week so like, oh, I've gotta do that um but welcome so basically i come on and i, I do a bit of a I'll give you a rundown of what my week's been like before we start the episode. So I'm going to do that now. Uh, some things that have bothered me, some ideas I've had that I might turn into jokes. So if you come to my stand, you might see some of this develop, which is quite, which is quite cool, isn't it? So basically, I'm a bit sad at the minute because my, my TikTok got hacked ages ago, like in September. And what happened was, um, you might have heard this already, but it's all good. Um, what happened was basically I, I was on my way to a gig in Southport, um, a new comedian competition good if i won it could have been exciting didn't win spoilers alert um anyway i'm I'm driving there and on the way i get an email from tiktok i thought right and it said oh you know your account's been growing we've we've been taking a good look at your account good job your account's been growing we think you deserve to be verified we think you deserve that juicy tiktok blue tick and i was like oh man i'd love a tiktok blue i was like you know what thanks tiktok for recognizing my fucking hard work grinding out videos every single day of my life thank you so much tiktok you know what tiktok i'm going to take you up on that on that offer of of verification and yeah let's fucking do it let's get me verified all right so i click the link and as a man that's watched a lot of porn i should have known to not click that link i don't know how i got Seduced by this link, because on porn, there's links like, come fuck a free, fuck a juicy hot slut right now. And I'm like, well, it's obviously not true. I'm not going to do that. But I got a tick. I got a, a, an email from TikTok saying they're going to fucking verify me. And I was like, got a boner. And I was like, yes, mate, I'm going to do that right now. Click the link seconds after my account was deactivated. I then got an email from a um someone somewhere in another country on WhatsApp. Not an email, WhatsApp message. And they said, I've got access to your account. Pay me £500 or I'm going to hack it. And I was like, mate, come on. 500 quid. You've massively overestimated the value of my account. This is how much they've overestimated the value of my account. I did a show in Manchester. Uh, I put on a show. Flex my biceps if you're watching the video. Anyway, did a show in Manchester. Uh, Did a put on a solo show for free, completely for free. Well, the first 20 tickets were free and then it was £5 after that. In a couple of days, I'd sold 27 tickets. I was like, mate, that's fucking amazing. I sold 27 tickets, right? On the day, the promoter rings me up and they said, Dom, we've got a problem. I said, what do you mean? What's the problem, right? And they said, we've looked at the 20 tickets you sold. Those tickets were sold by one, were taken by one person. They bought all 20. And the email is domsdad69 at gmail.com. Now, I'm pretty sure that wasn't my dad, right? What someone had done on TikTok is they bought the tickets to mock me. So we cancelled the show. So that's my account's not worth £500. So I said to the guy, look, mate, I'm really, you know, I'm really struggling. Mum's really ill, which is a complete load of bullshit. Mum's really ill and I've got to pay for a healthcare. I tell you what, I'll give you £100. Let's do £100. 
And uh, and he goes, mate, you live in the UK. Healthcare's free. Shut up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. And then I said, all right, let's try something else. I'm suicidal. I'm going to kill myself. I said that. I'll pay 50 quid. He goes, all right, give me 50 quid. So I gave him 50 quid and he gave my account back, to be fair to him. Very admirable guy in the end. So I got hacked. My girlfriend, it's Valentine's Day uh, very soon, Valentine's Day this week. And my girlfriend, she's getting very annoyed, annoyed at me at the minute. She's getting quite irritated with me on a regular fucking basis. Her, her main, big thing at the minute is um, she says that she never feels like she's, um, she, she's like, I'm very work and uh, career motivated comedy. You know, it's my career very motivated by that. And she says sometimes that she always feels like an afterthought. She always feels, you know, she never feels first in mind. She always feels like she's second place in my life. And I thought, you know what? I understand what you're saying. And that must be hard. But second's pretty good. Like, I think she should be proud of herself. Second is great. You know, I came second in the um, under tw in 2012 in the under 12s golf championship. I haven't fucking stopped talking about it since. It's one of my biggest achievements today. I sleep with the trophy. I suppose she sleeps with me in a way. But second's good what's the issue i mean she's not second she's third golf is second but she's still on the podium that's pretty good many athletes have come second and there's a bigger they've built careers off coming second olympians come so that's a huge achievement coming second so what's the issue really oh i've been talking about uh autism a lot on stage at the minute i'm thinking i'm autistic i've also posted a few videos um about autism and you know i was very uh i was very um careful about talking about autism because i never i never actually say i've got autism i just say i think i've got autism but i also was conscious that you know people might not appreciate that that actually are autistic and it really affects their lives you know because they've because it affects their life and they might not want me saying i'm autistic if i've not been diagnosed right so i, was like, I don't really want to talk about it and i was telling another comedian about this how i really wanted to talk about it on stage but i didn't feel like i could and this comedian goes mate i think you'll i think you'll be okay no one's going to question it and then I feel fine talking about it now, right? Because the other day I had a woman come up to me after a show, after I'd been on. She goes, that was, that was great. I just want to say my son's autistic and I just want to thank you so much for speaking out, which I thought was a bit dramatic. Thank you so much for speaking out. That's a bit much. Like, a, I'm not a victim of anything. I just spoke about autism. But I got home later that night and I realized that gig, I hadn't even spoke about autism. She just fucking assumed I was autistic. I mean, she's not wrong, is she? But um, that now it's good because now I talk about autism on stage and no audience members come up to talk to me. So it's fucking great. I've been playing the new the new Spider-Man recently as well. Quite an autistic thing. To, that's not an autistic thing to do. The new Spider-Man's a great game. And um, I think I was playing it thinking it's weird with superheroes because you've got Spider-Man. Well, all of the superheroes that are named after animals or, or you know, insects... Or they're named after animals. They're all named after insects, actually. That's a good way to say it. Like, you got Spider-Man, Ant-Man. I'd have thought superheroes would be named after, like, big fucking strong animals, but not Spider-Man and Ant-Man. Spiders and ants, they're, like, the, one of the two, two of the smallest things on the planet. I thought they'd be named after big animals, like... But the only thing, person, that's named after a big animal as a public figure is the Elephant Man. And he's definitely not a fucking superhero. Like, that's weird because Spider-Man would definitely fuck up the Elephant Man. But an elephant versus a spider, the elephant would fuck up. The spider, I mean, the only way Spider-Man and Elephant Man is winning a fight against Spider-Man is if the competition is in chewing furniture. That is it. That's the only way he's winning that. 
I'm at, I'm at uni now as well, and uh, I'm finishing very soon. I'm, I'm doing a performance course in uni and um, doing comedy writing and performance, which is a fucking complete waste. If you don't know what that is, it's a complete waste of time. That's what it is. I reckon I've gone into uni. I'm going to leave uni with exactly the same amount of skills I've gone into uni with, uh, which is fucking nothing. I reckon the most valuable lesson I've learned at uni is how to flip an omelette. Genuinely, that is it. And um, and I, I was telling my mum about this, how I don't really think, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really feeling good about leaving uni and I don't really think I've got anything from it. And she said, uh, she said, yeah, but Dom, you know, you're doing a Bachelor's of Arts. So when you get the, when you do PESS, you're going to have BA after your name. So that's that's cool. And it might lead to other stuff. No, that's not cool. Having BA after my name because my name is Dominic James Hattonwood. That's already that's already fucking long. D J H W. Now when I qualify, my name's gonna be D J H W B A. That no longer sounds like a name. That now sounds like a national insurance number. Right, everyone, we're gonna crack on with the episode. Dad's gonna come on now. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, share the podcast, join the Patreon for extra for extra stuff. Love you all. See you uh soon. Here we go, another episode, another week. Hello. Hi, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you all right? Yeah, good. That's good. I did a gig yesterday. I was doing Deliso's, started Deliso's tour again. Yeah. I did, so I did my opening section, 20 minutes, and then he did his show. And then at the end, he brings me on and we take questions from the audience. Yeah. And one woman asked me if I was okay. What do you mean if you're okay? She went, I've got a question for Dom. Because <laughs> normally the questions are for him, because people are paid to see him. Right. And they go, I've got a question for Dom. And he, go, he goes, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Dom, are you, are you okay? <laughs> so what, apparently what, that's what? the vibe I'm giving off in my act. I'm not okay. What, you, you're not okay? Yeah. And I went, do I not seem okay? And then another, she was like a mum. And then another woman went, I was actually thinking the same thing. Oh, weird. I thought so stand-up, I'd get like, you know, old young woman wanting to have sex with me she's got mums asking was, mums about my well being checking checking you're okay should i bring you around a meal or something would you yeah. like to come to, to mind for some home cooked food you look a bit you look like you're wasting away i guess it's the things i speak about you're quite you're quite melancholy aren't you you're quite dark so well, i guess the things i speak about are personal and sad so yeah i guess it gives the illusion that i'm not okay yeah strange isn't it sometimes i'm not okay you know I'm not going to say that. No, too. Someone, everyone's, everyone's not okay, aren't they? I'm not going to say that on the stage. No, I'm not okay actually. No this mind. morning I do I do some sawing with a with a um like a circular saw, and unbeknown to me, I thought right, I'm doing it in the hall, and I need to use an extractor. Otherwise, it's going to cause a lot of dust that will go into the flat and the front door. Okay, it was off the flat because I was cutting the front door down, so I had no choice. Anyway, unbeknown to me, Amy didn't put the dust bag back in the dust extractor so i'm thinking jesus christ this saw's making an awful lot of dust considering it's got an extractor on it and then uh by the time i'd done the last cut and dust was going everywhere stressing me out just just and it's a bit sunny so you can see it everywhere and then i realized stupid girl didn't put the bloody bag back in the dust extractor which stopped it working properly very frustrating Oh, she's, not a trained, thought, well, she's not a trained I thought, fucking Oh, person. she is. She's she's done loads of it. She's done loads of it. She's helped me do wet rooms and, and kitchens and stuff like that, so she doesn't know. But I thought, well, I don't care because she's going to have to tidy up anyway, so it's not my problem. That's what you get for getting a young person to do your work. Indeed. Slave labour. Yeah. 
but you get mistakes. They get mistakes. Mistakes in there. Even um, old people do that, though. Not just young people. So I wanted to talk about. I've been um. I brought. I did. I do another podcast. Which you know about. And I brought up the topic of the pickup course. Yeah. On that, and um. I didn't know you did another podcast. Podcast. Oh, do you not? I feel. I feel done now. I feel betrayed. Jesus, I do feel completely betrayed. Yeah. No. But, I... So you're basically doing a podcast, another podcast separate to mine. Yeah. Jesus. With my housemates called the Rent Boys. Christ, and it's not prostitution. How long? How long's it, how long's it been going on for? For about three months. Jesus Christ! One, three one, months. Once a week. I'm but I'll still, I'll still, i still get to bigger viewership if that is any. Right, but even so, mate, I think the try. I, I feel, I feel betrayed. The thing is, I've told you this. You just forgot. Wow, you did. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have remembered something like that. I think I would have remembered you saying no, I, I another podcast. With, I definitely with, did with... tell you. I definitely did ask. Mm. Definitely did. Well, maybe because we because we stopped because we stopped ours for a while, didn't we? Because you were too busy, oh. so I thought I'll just do that one. You but then say. we started doing ours again. Jesus, what a betrayal! You've cancelled okay. on me like four times. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to be the same again. I really don't. Well, fine. You but you cancelled on me like four times. Okay. There's no. You're you're not doing well here. No, I'm not. Because I've <laughs> just experienced a massive betrayal. Of course, I'm not. I'm doing badly. Well, you stopped. Thing is, when we were doing the podcast earlier last year, later last year, you'd cancel every single one. All right. Can we move? Can we move forward now? No, you're the one talking about it. Let's move on. Um. See, I was talking about the topic of the pickup course, and they thought it was it was crazy. Did they? Um, but it is a bit crazy, isn't it? Because I, ne- I never really told mental? Anyone, but I never really told anyone because I think it paints it's quite a bad, a, dark, a strange picture. Yeah. So what? Bad. Why do they think it was crazy? But I'm going to start talking about it in my stand-up, and I feel like so I spoke about how we went on the one-week boot camp, one-day mm-hmm. boot camp. That was five hundred yeah. quid, I believe. You paid for that for me, mm-hmm. and then you, I, be- I think you kind of pressured me into doing the intensive course. Well, I think you you you're very capable of making your own mind up, but you. Just yeah, but I remember, to... I remember, Adam wanted to go to like Magaluf or something, which is a good thing yeah. to do at that point in my life, and I was like, Dad, I'm not gonna. You were like, oh, we should go on this week's intensive course. It's four thousand pounds. I was like, fuck. I remember, I was like, I obviously can't do that, and then um, and then um, Adam rung me up and said we were going to go away, and then you said I think you should come on this instead. Well, did you regret doing it? Um, I I did for a while. Maybe now I don't because I think my life would be very would have been. I'm happy with my life is now, but it would have been very different. Like I think I would have stayed because uh, when I was working for you, I wish I'd stopped. Didn't stop working at the gym because I like working at the gym, and I think I would have stayed working at the gym because I'd have had a buffer of savings to fall back on. I th- I don't think you would have done. The comedy and gone to university if you hadn't done that course though because no i wouldn't i'm I think, not saying now i don't regret it but i did yeah, for a long time yeah never mind regrets well, are, <laughs> regret, regrets are about, yeah, as useful as a dead cat yeah but i would have never got into so i wouldn't have i would have never got into sasha who got me the the guy no because, so no, that's got me true into comedy so that that's did true it? but i just brought up this big topic and you've gone well <laughs> so I did. I did you a massive favor, actually. Well, did you though? Because I had to. Of course, it was four grand. It was so much money. 
Well, but you, mate, you got over the money. The money's 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 there for spending. It's not there. I mean, what are you going to do? Keep the foreground for the rest of your life, and 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 for, I don't know. Put it in a glass cabinet, display cabinet, and just walk up to it and think, oh, look at that foreground. That's so lovely. I love having that foreground. I can, oh, I, I'm going to sniff it. I mean, it's there for spending. Mm. As Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio put it, they called fun tokens, mate. Money, money's called fun tokens. Did you see that in Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do feel like you pressured me into doing that kind of. I'm such a bad dad. Do you so think? Awful. Do you think you're a bad dad? No, I don't think so at all. I, don't, I think okay. I'm a. I think I'm a crap granddad because I don't. I don't see the grandchildren half enough. Well, not even a quarter as much as I should. Um, but in terms of uh, communicating with you and George, and and. We never argue. We never have. We. I mean, I, I can't think of a single time I've ever. I don't. I don't judge. I. I admire Georgina massively as a mother and the trials and tribulations she has to go through, and her calmness. I think you're amazing. Uh, neither of you have done. You know, got yourself into sort of crime or drugs or or dickish boyfriends or girlfriends. What's not to like? there must have been some influence from it at some point where you're both like you are so in that respect if you need money and i can help you with that i'd help you with it if you needed something i'd help you with it so what what i don't see i'm not sure where the bad is here i did sell drugs at one point so yeah that's up to you but i couldn't but regardless that wasn't for long was it everyone has their we all have our blips don't we made a lot of money oh did you yeah how much do you make well i mean what were you selling well, when I first started doing drugs, we'd go to a club in Bristol called Bristol Motion, mm. and I had loads of um. I don't know if I told you this before, but I had like, we had we we t- we bought like a load of ecstasy pills, and we knew that we had a tendency of just taking as many as we could because we thought it was funny. So we thought, oh, we'll just take three each, and that'll be yeah. enough. And then I saw the guy I buy them off at the club, and I was like, oh fuck, this isn't good. So I did six ecstasy pills that night, which is unsafe. Yeah, I would say. Tablets. Um, yeah. So that was a. Uh... But anyway, I was wearing like a big. Puff... I bought like ten off him, so I had more. But I was wearing like a big puffer jacket and sunglasses. Yeah. So I must have looked like I was a drug dealer. You must have looked like a dealer. People come yeah. up to you. Yeah, people would come up to me and go, "Can I buy a?" And I was like, "Whoa, what's this? Do you got? Can I buy a pill?" And I was, like, "I'm not a dealer." I was, they were like, "Have you got pills?" I was like, yeah. So I sold them to him for like thirty quid each. Wow. And what did you pay for them? About eight pounds each, probably. Yeah, okay. So you did you did well there. But is, is that was that the sum total of your drug dealing? No, and then during the pandemic, someone we both know who I won't call out, um, call because I had we had loads of drugs because we were planning to go out, but then the pandemic happened, so we bought because we had to go to Bristol to buy them. Mm-hmm. So me and Chris would go to Bristol, buy loads, come back, and then we'd throughout the year we'd, you know, do them as a group and um and then how many would you buy 20 okay quite yeah. a few then yeah quite we yeah. would split it and then we'd sell them to the other people we do them with like for so like, how much would you how much would you pay eight pounds per yeah obviously. well when you bought 20 it was probably like a six pound five okay pound. so you got a sort of bulk discount yeah if you bought more yeah yeah and um, then how much would you sell them for well, no, this is this is a, we 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 just had one one client because he, he he it was during the pandemic and he was like 
get having a bit of a crisis, I guess. And he rung me up and he was like, Dom, I know you've, you're into drugs now. Can you give me some pills? I was like, mate, I'm not driving out in the middle of a pandemic with drugs in my car. Because the police were like stopping mm, mm. cars for nothing. I was like, well, I'm not doing that. And then he was like, I'll give you £100 per pill. I was like, well, I'm fucking doing Jesus. that. <laughs> yeah. Did you so, do that? How, yeah. how many pills did he have? I think he took like, I think, I remember him giving me £300. Jesus. Yeah. You found one, did you sort of give him one for free? No. But what I did was I got, I got this guy we're talking about. I got him to drive there for me. And I gave him 50 Did you? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mule. Drug mule. You even had a drug mule. Yeah. But the Christ problem was... Mate, it's, honestly, this, this sounds reminiscent of Breaking Bad. But the guy... You, you, you're bought, badass. He bought a lot of other stuff as well. So I gave him a lot at one go and he was clearly quite unstable. And I was worried he was going to overdose. Mm-hmm. Do them all at once. And I thought if he overdoses, it would come back to me because yeah, we've had conversations about a phone call. Was that it? That was my only concern, yeah. Was that the sum total of your drug dealing? We did that a few times. Like I say, it doesn't actually sound like, you know, Breaking Bad, does it? We're not, we're well, not, me and not... me and this Chris were going to go... Nice, to... mate. You, 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 you sound like the cartel. Well, me and Chris were going to go to Australia or something, weren't we? Yeah. So we were saving that money for that. And then okay. one day I said to him, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And then he gave me my share, which was like 300 quid, which is quite oh, wow. nice. Um, okay. And I sold those Dyson hair dryers. Did that, didn't I? That's not drug dealing, though, mate, is it? Yeah, but that was a arguably. That's not the more, same. That was arguably a worse crime. Well, I suppose, oh, but you weren't. Yeah, that's okay. You were selling counterfeit goods, but regardless, it's not. You would have got a slap on the wrist. It's not. You know, it's not a heinous crime. It's not like, for example, I don't know, uh, breaking into people's houses or stealing cars or. Doing actually, interesting enough, I got told by a guy digressing a bit. He used to do, he used to fill the cash point machines up and uh, and he used to walk around with what's called a cassette. And the cassette, I think, was loaded up with 120,000. That's what a cash machine holds, ATMs. And he'd just load the cassette straight into the cash machine, take the old one away. And generally, in their security vehicles, which were obviously 14 cameras, very hard to get into, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they had, they had, I think, between two and three million in at any one time. Mm. But he said they were instructed that if, for example, he was walking across the street with a cassette with 120 grand in, or 125, whatever it is, and you had come up to him and gone, mate, okay, give me that money. They were instructed. What do you think they're instructed to do? Give it to him. Put it down on the ground and walk away. Literally, just leave it there and walk away. They were not instructed to to defend the money or fight or do anything like that. So, wow, easy crime. What, why, why? What was the point of that, though? What do you mean, what's the point? Because why? then you get the cassette. If you put the cassette down, the cassette had £120,000 in it. Yeah, but why were they instructed to just put it down? Well, because obviously they don't want... It's someone's, they don't want their, their security guards getting involved in, in you know, a, a potentially violent act where they could be hurt. But why not give so it to him? Why put it down? Why not give it to him? Well, no, no, no. They just—they're not—they're not, mate. You're being pedantic here. If they put it on the ground and walk away. The guy can then pick it up, can't he? What, what, what do you want them to do? What wrap a ribbon around it too with a with a? Thank you very much for taking my Monday card. It's Jesus. But surely, well, yeah, but that's ridiculous. You'd get arrested for that in a big way, wouldn't you? 
for you, but only if they know, because ultimately, if they leave the cassette on the ground, you take that cassette with 120 grand in, uh, you've got a hoodie on or balaclava, uh, then how are they going to know who took it? Oh, you don't even have to fight yeah. for the money. The so guy's walking across the street. You say, mate, give me that money. The security guard puts it down, steps back. You take the money, 120 grand richer. It's going to be a lot of um, that happening after this episode goes out. I shouldn't have said. Yeah, you shouldn't. Well, maybe it's not true with all security guards, so I don't know. It's just this particular one. Where this does this guy firm. work? I can't say. Maybe I don't know. Do that. He just... <laughs> I try it. Give it a go. Sounds like a profitable... Um... Uh, it's profitable, but you'd probably get, my God, if you were caught, you'd probably get five years for that. So mm. sounds like quite a long time. Um, so I'm watching Breaking Bad at the minute again which you should do too i'm going to definitely and um, have you seen what have you seen what they do in the shadows is that a show the vampire it's, thing yeah it's brilliant. Oh, i thought it's it was so, so shit you tried to make me watch oh, it it's so, so funny so yeah, but you're too young you maybe you're too young when did you last try and watch it well i don't know but it was so shit it's not no it was you're you're so shit <laughs> and anyway so much in breaking bad and there's a bit where the um the divorce happens between uh, Walter and Skylar, the main characters. And the, the kid, Walt Jr., hates the mum. And I feel like we didn't like you during the divorce, really. Well, not no, during the didn't. divorce, because the divorce was fucking years later. But like but you, when, but during you, the You were continually... You, it's, to some extent, I actually, I'll get, there's a slight issue I'm going to talk to you about in a minute. But I think the problem is that you're so poisoned against me by your mum. She just loves her. Even when we're together, it's, do you not remember once? I I think it was Georgina's 14th birthday and Vanessa said, let's go to Cribs Causeway, which is a shopping mall near Bristol. And Georgina said all she heard about the entire journey. Bear in mind, if Georgina's 14, we were together, Vanessa and I were together. She said all Vanessa spoke about was was what a dick I was, okay, and what a terrible person I was. And you're thinking, that's when we were together. That was like mm. her hobby. Her hobby's her hobby is literally berating me continually. And even the last time when you said, I think, about um, you said, Oh, mum said about, you know, what's dad done being with Amy? He's now he's now taking a six year or seven year old. And I, I the one thing I didn't say is, but the assumption you're making is I'm not happy. That's the assumption you're making. You're assuming that I did that sort of under duress, or I'm not happy with the situation, or now I've made my bed, so I've got to lie in it. But I don't. I, I I like I like the company, as you like the company of Emily. So I like the company. No, I don't being think. There. To be fair to Mum, I don't think that is what she's saying about you being unhappy. She's saying that what's he doing? That's most like fifty-eight year old nightmare. Of course, but her assumption is again that I I don't. I'm not happy with that situation. So it's, but the, the, but she wouldn't flip it. And so, and the, and the problem is she's quite influential because you then repeat that to me and you obviously have the same feelings because you, you might not have thought about it or you might have thought about it. But that's, no, I definitely basically... have, I definitely have the same feelings about you taking in a kid. Yeah, but regardless, you might, you might be, but if I spoke to George about it, she'd be more neutral. Whereas, it's when you've got other people saying it to you who are preloaded or preloaded or preloaded with, oh, what's he doing? Why is he doing that? So, for example, it could be, oh, it's really interesting what your dad's done or really interesting, but oh, I don't know why he's doing that. How stupid. If it's preloaded with, for example, animosity or preloaded with 
with um, a certain, a certain, you know, what an idiot. Okay, or because equally you could preload it with, wow, Christ, you know, lucky bloke, or or that must be interesting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But so I think getting back to what you're talking about, um, about the whole sort of Walter and Scarlet and him being hated. Dominic, you were, you were told, you were just, you, you were living with Dave, okay? And and again, it was pretty easy for Dave. Because ironically, I'm digressing again, if I see Dave Lewis out, which often I did, um, or or at George's wedding, for example, he was really cordial and nice. He was really yeah, but I'm polite. I'm talking about, the, no, I'm actually talking about when we still lived together. Okay, what, you hated me then? Well, I mean, you and mum, I'd come home from school, some days and you wouldn't be there yeah you know at a time you normally would be and then i'd be saying where's dad and they'd say he's out with his mate andy yeah and then after a while i'd figure out that was a lie yeah and then i realized you left home because i don't know argument you had with mum or something um and then you split up a few times quite a lot of times actually and by the last time i was like this guy's a cunt yeah, but I think I think again you're seeing it from uh, you're seeing it from it's uh, even um, dealing with it, it, your mother's because your mother the, because the things you did to make those separations happen obviously weren't good things to do. I mean, obviously there's more to it, but the the you know the things there's a lot more to it. Yeah, of course, that's the point. A lot more to it, and and and, so, and some things obviously I, I wouldn't discuss with you. But maybe I will one day. But I, I think I think you've got to remember. More thing. I didn't know there was more things. Yeah, there was. I think I think when you potentially Sorry. when when you when you live with a person who continually makes you feel that you're that I mean again one of the um, great phrases your mother used to use is is rather than saying which ultimately was what she meant is why did you let me why did you let me change you or control you she'd say why did not you let me guide you. Well, that's just another nice word for saying, why don't you let me just tell you what to do, how to be, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to be fucking told what to be or how to be. And the problem is when you, when you get that drip by drip by drip every single day, I mean, Christ almighty, we'd have gruelling, gruelling sat down sessions in the garden in Park Mill where she'd be, oh, you know, I mean, what, one day I'd come home and she'd say, oh, listen to this, this is really interesting. And she sort of downloaded some book from a dyslexic, from a from the, a, a wife of a dyslexic person, and and said, "Listen to this. This is why we have got our problems." And uh, and I listened to this book of of a woman living with dyslexic, and 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 it, of course it sounded a lot like me. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know maybe it's because that's it. The reason that we we that we always have these problems is because I'm dyslexic. Another time I come home, and it's Andy. You're ADHD. Classic symptoms. I book you an appointment with a GP to talk about it. That's a problem. You need Ritalin or, or or whatever it's called. And then then you know the reason our relationship is is isn't as good as it could be or crap is because you ADHD. You know, and this is after dyslexia. And finally, I went to see a doctor. GP sat there for an hour, and she said you sat there for an hour, and you haven't even fidgeted. Mm. So to me, you haven't got ADHD. And even if you did, I'd be reluctant to prescribe you anything. And you'd have to disclose that on to all your insurance companies and so on and so forth. And I thought, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I believing that I'm continually broken? And and if I am, okay, ultimately I'm either I'm you know I don't believe I'm broken. I'm always pretty pretty 
happy. But when you've got a person continually finding fault in you and saying, oh, you're broken. And that's why that's why we have problems in a relationship. Definitely you. And uh, and you think, fucking hell, then why am I here? What I don't want to be in a place where someone continually tells me I'm broken. If every time we did our podcast and I was that sort of judgmental dad, yeah, the problem is, Dominic, you what you should have done is knuckle down and got yourself a proper job. And I'm very disappointed. And, you know, your your time at school, I spent a lot of money sending you to a private school and you did very badly. I'm very disappointed. And why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And, yeah, I agree with Emily. And, yeah, you're a complete dick. I mean, mate, you'd, you'd, you'd fucking hate me. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I used to endure for 22 mm. years. And it was continual. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had some great holidays, some great times. Uh, it wasn't always like that. But... But even, even a few times a year, the other thing that we'd had, the other thing that you, your mum does very well is passive aggressive. So, for example, it's rather than resolve something, she doesn't particularly like arguing. I don't have a problem with arguing. I think arguing is very healthy. If someone's got an issue, argue it, argue it out, and then come out the other side with a with a kind of with with a, a clear, I think, a far clearer perspective. The problem with passive aggressive is you piss someone off, well, they piss you off. And then you sort of tiptoe around the house for the next week or day or two weeks, just just being polite to that person, but not really wanting to talk too much about it. Or and and the that's that's I think what what happened when you came along, for example, because you know I'm very um, I've been very verbal in I didn't want another child, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But actually, when you came along, I think because i felt there was a lack of love in my marital relationship i then literally i it's all my love went to you so i mm -hmm. thought this is great i've got this this lovely baby now who loves me and 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 if i could walk out the room you know i kind of had that mother role as opposed to where if i left the room you cried if i dropped you at nursery you would you'd, you'd go mental trying try and come with me and so on and so forth and i really like that and i thought god he really loves me it's really nice to be loved by someone mm -hmm unconditional love where you're not sort of you know they just want to be with you and uh so I, I then kind of probably i think i then uh what's the word whatever the word is all my energies into you and i guess to some extent your gina too and that that kind of that fixed it for a bit it fixed it whilst you were young until you're about probably until you were adolescent and you became a teenager where you started moving away from me and I think that's probably why, because you'll probably agree that I, I I got it was getting increasingly worse and worse and worse as you were getting older and becoming more like a teenager, where teenagers become more independent and they leave their parents in that respect. And that's what happened. There you go. There a classic daddy issues rant. Yeah. <laughs> haven't seen that in a while. He's back. I haven't. Yeah. Um well I remember mum said to me that she um was worried that if I was living with you when I was like, if we were living together like 16, 17, 18, would have fought, fought which I reckon is a fought. possibility. Fought. What, fought yeah. what, physically? Yeah, because you, you know, sometimes we had some arguments. Yeah, we did. And I, I obviously said a lot of stupid things when I, when I was a bit too pissed, uh, which I've, I've never been proud of. And I, I generally, the following day, hopefully i think you remember i apologize to you if and you say can remember, yeah. and say yeah and uh and that's 
that's but generally and i did remember i was reminded by you i'd say sorry i'm i'm, I'm sorry for that and that was you know I, but i see this all the time i see this with i was out with some friends the other night and uh and there's this lady who i won't mention and she's she's a bit like mike um the problem with me is is your mum used to say this she would say that she didn't because generally unless i get completely intoxicated i could i could drink a bottle of wine and you wouldn't know um but I, it does change me so it changes my behaviors i get and she'd she'd only know based on the, the wine being in the wheelie bin or the bottle of wine being in the wheelie bin the day after i mean god forbid maybe a, a bottle and a half but she didn't physically know or mentally know that i was i'd been drinking okay I, it's not like i was hiding it i'd sort of sip it as i was cooking or something like that it was like a secret bottle but she didn't realize the quantity that i was consuming until the day after where she saw the bottles but actually that's because i don't really show uh unless you know me very well that i'm pissed but this particular person they they and mike's the same actually it's really funny that they drink and drink and drink and drink and they don't go they don't sort of flatline down uh it's not like a 45 degree line going down which maybe i am or maybe you know maybe i'm horizontal then i start dwindling down okay but with Mike, he can go from one drink, not the first drink, he might have had six or seven, and then have one more. And he literally starts, starts, you know, oh, I was slurring his words and, and being being incoherent and sort of telling people he loves them and stuff like that. And it's the same with this woman. She literally goes from three drinks into the fourth drink. She literally plummets downhill. Mm. So, so I think the problem was it's it's you probably thought I was just a bit pissed and I, I get I then stopped being opinionated okay or talking shit utter shit mm. I think it's real at the time and it seems like a relevant point but it's the day after I think that was complete bollocks why, why was I even ranting about that what a waste of time yeah but so I'd apologize I think I'm pretty good at apologizing if I if I've done something wrong I will definitely go and apologize to that person I'm not I'm not you know I'm not shy to do that I think it's um I think I can only judge myself okay um or i can only judge other people based on how i judge myself so if i'm not willing to do that then why would you expect them to do it so and that's probably why we never fought because there's no fucking point to and, and you and i are, we're not we're not fighting people no um we're on that whole we don't, we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't even like confrontation i fucking hate confrontation a lot of people find that surprising but i hate confrontation i i'll address it but I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, me too. Quite right. Uh, well, on that wholesome note, Zoom is going to cut us off in a minute. So okay, we'll call it well, a day. Thanks. thanks for listening again. Everyone like, subscribe, do the business. Love you um, all. We'll talk to you next time. Maybe we'll continue this divorce chat to next week. Perhaps. Let's do that. Okay. okay. Bye, everyone.